Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, a viable alternative to paying your licence fee in order to listen to partially drunk members of the public arguing with Chris Sutton. I'm Andy Dawson. <laughs> I'm Sam Delaney. <laughs> that's, that's what I've just been listening to on the radio just before we've recorded this. Is that Five Live? Five Live, 606, some fucking off-pissed yeah. Spurs fan ringing up and arguing with Chris Sutton. And I thought, is this what we've come to? My wife used to call that show, I'd Just Like to Say... Because <laughs> when I used to listen to it, I mean, now obviously I'm pure talk sport. Yeah, but of course. Back in the day when I used to listen to it, she'd just she'd just hear me listening to a show. She'd go, Are you listening to that? I'd just like to say show again. <laughs> I'd be like, That's not what it's good. She went, Well, it should be. All you fucking hear is we read that go, I'd just like to say. But what they <laughs> say, you know, uh, oh, Andy, Sam, I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan from his sins. Yeah. Uh, great show. <laughs> love the show. Anyway, I'd just like to say. <laughs> that, and, that, uh, that and then great they go on and say the it. Thing, that's something yeah. that's bled into um, Adrian Durham, and um, you know his, his drive time show. They, they're not allowed yeah. to speak until they've said "Great show, love the show." <laughs> I think we need to get people on the line. To I like that. Just to I say like that. Adrian's attitude on that sort of thing. I think <laughs> it's sort of you know you. You should never respect your listeners too much. No. A lot of shows, you hear them, podcasts, radio shows alike, you hear them kind of trying to smarm up to their listeners and yeah. thank them and yeah. so show gratitude to them yeah. and say, we're listening to you. You make this show. This show is nothing without you, the listeners. Mm. And I've always been a big believer in that being a load of shit. The yeah. show, this show, for instance... Mm-hmm top flight time machine is what it is because of you and me andy and no one yeah. else i mean because we've increasingly think about yeah well, we've, we've increasingly started to you know introduce you know input from the listeners in the form of bullshit and um sexual but that's, and things but like that's that. us doing them a favor yeah, that's not them, them doing anything for us we're telling them what to say, and at the same time, we're only using the very best of the ones they send in. We're only using about 3% of the ones we get sent in. Most the other of them 90% are dog shit. Are shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I've blocked some of the submitters on Twitter because, because they're wasting my time, your time, yeah. and their own you're time. Bu- you're a busy man. You haven't got time to wade through their crap. That's exactly. The, that's the difference between them, the cunters, and yeah. us, yeah. is that, like... We know the difference. We've got a filter in our brains. It's inbuilt. It's, I don't know whether it's learnt or whether it's innate. But I we think got it's a, innate. But we can filter our own content and we can filter their content for them. We can. If you are lucky enough to be one of the cunters who gets one of your stories or texts or tweets on air, then you should be grateful to us. We don't, mm. we, we're finding room in an otherwise packed show yeah. for a piece of your content. 
And if you haven't, you should had pay one, us. It's, in a way, you should pay us. Well, I suggested that a long that's time a good, ago. That's a good way of monetizing the show. You're if you want of one this. of your things on the show, pay us. Yeah. And if you have submitted something that hasn't been read out, first of all, you need to go away and have a long think about what you've done. Secondly, you should probably start your own podcast up, read it out on that, record it, uh, get a a, a URL link to it, Mm. print that out on a piece of paper, and then Mm. shove it up your arse. Because we're not interested. We're not interested in listening. And also, one other idea, if you've sent us any content and it hasn't made the company in the show, we want you to pay us as well for that. Yeah. Because we've still spent time looking at it. Yeah, we'll invoice and we're, everyone. We're, bi- we're busy and important men. We haven't yeah. got time to read bullshit. Yeah. So we're, that's we're, that cleared up. Uh, Cunters, we may be doing badges for you soon. Um, and there's all sorts... I mean, 2019, uh, there's so much... There is so much exciting news and so much to look forward to if you are a part of the Top Flight Time Machine Cunter community. Mm. Um, last year was a, a big success for us. We launched it. Uh, mm. I won't lie. I'm not going to be one of these people who said... Oh, we launched it, and we didn't know if it was going to be popular. Mm. We didn't know whether people would tune in. We launched it knowing full well that mm. it would become one of the best and most popular uh, podcasts out there, and so that proved to be. There's none of that 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 thing where people say, well, we do it for ourselves, and if anyone no. else likes it, it's a bonus. We planned mm. this strategically. We, mm. we launched it, I think, in March. It was a soft yeah. launch, but we knew that by, by January 2019, it would be massive and that the, the, the <laughs> threshold of quality in each yeah. episode would be just off the map. And, and we're not doing it And we're not doing it for us. Uh, we don't say, oh, we do it for ourselves if people like it, it's a bonus. No, we're doing it for money. Yeah. We're doing it because we want to build um, an audience of counters that's big enough yeah. for us to monetize with major yeah. advertisers, major sponsors, merchandise, events, um, consultations, TED Talks, yeah. uh, cor- corporate consultation. Fucking uh, hell, yeah. Andy, Andy and I are also available for security services, big or small. So if you're having a do and you just want us to work the door, we'll do that. But if you want us to come into a big organisation and advise you in a broader strategic sense about how you could make make yourself um, less of a target for terrorism, we're also yeah. available for that too. Absolutely. Just remember, our calling card in that area of our work is that I am the man who predicted 9-11. Yeah, exactly. And there's plenty more to come from where that came from but you're obviously mm. playing it close to your chest. I should refer yeah. to a, a tweet we got yesterday at this point from someone called Fraz on, on yeah. the Twitter, and he said, Pleasantly surprised. Listen to a pod that entertained me that hadn't sold out to mid-sentence adverts, TF Time Machine. Oh, well, shit. Fraz, enjoy it while it lasts, because we're aiming to monetize the fuck out of this, and we'll probably have sponsor reads and adverts every you know three minutes by the end of well, this year. My, my question is, why don't we write now? I mean, as I understand, the last um, update you gave me on the data for this show, mm. you said that like each episode was being listened to by the equivalent of the whole population of Portugal. I mean, yeah. they're not all Portuguese, obviously. I, no. I assume a large number of them are. But you said it was the population of Portugal, the equivalent of population of Portugal was downloading and listening to every episode. Yeah. Um, so if, if you go mm. to an advertiser right now and say, we can get into the ears and minds of the whole of Portugal, any advertiser worth their salt will be falling over themselves to yeah, pay you. Yeah, true. 
So I, what's I going think, on with our people? I, I'm not sure. I think there's been some kind of technical error because, because Fraz, this podcast is meant to be littered with adverts. Um, you've obviously got lucky and listened to it on a, on a day when the system's gone down or something mm. because, um, fuck me, we'll, we'll advertise anything, won't we, Sam? Anything. Any Even service. like North, like you know, like that football club who did uh, North Korean tourism. That's something we've been um, trying to yeah, we'll work our way into. You, people should listen out because shortly we'll be running adverts for a, a discreet Viagra delivery service. That's Great. coming up soon, and we'll bombard you with that until you can't take any more, and you just submit to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just get the Viagra in. Although, why on earth you would want it to be a discreet delivery? I don't know. Be proud. I would be. I wouldn't care. I was, yeah, it would show that I'm at least having sex, or I'm hopeful of doing so, or, or just attempting to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, took you, a want, you want to feel something. Unless you did a Viagra just for you know one off the wrist, that would be yeah. pretty mental, wouldn't That'd it? That'd be a good podcast episode, wouldn't it? Like a what, TED Talk, li- live <laughs> live Viagra sampling. Yeah, what happens when you yeah. take Viagra just for your own pleasure? <laughs> We'd have to do one of those episodes where we're remote in different locations, though, wouldn't we? And, uh, and point our, our webcams uh, discreetly. So that not-, not me. I'd come on to stage at a big conference hall in San Francisco <laughs> in, uh, you know, the Tech Valley, Silicon yeah. Valley. I'd be naked, yeah. but for a um, Bluetooth headset. Okay. Uh, which is what you know like the Madonna Blonde Ambitions type microphone yeah because that's what all the best TED talkers speak through yeah and I'd come on flaccid then I would take the pill during Mm -hmm. the talk five minutes into the talk and then people would see me gradually become erect erect Erect. yeah yeah erect let's just say it because that's what it is that's the word (laughs) it's the skirt around it that's the elephant in the room is erection and um, its trunk is now visible and then the my audience would see where it went from then. Jeff yeah. Bezos, I'd be like, oh, I see Jeff Bezos is here, uh, world's richest man. Mm. Um, I see Bill Gates is here, yeah. and John Uber, inventor of Uber. <laughs> the whole back gang in are here. Yeah, <laughs> when it was just a horse and cart service back was, then. Yeah. But he, he already to, was thinking big. He used to get it by pigeon. Yeah, send a pigeon out to Uber HQ, and they send out and, a horse and, and car. Some, sometimes as quickly, week. sometimes as quickly as a week later, <laughs> some bloke, yeah, Abdul is here in your horse and cart. Meet him outside by the corpses. <laughs> he'll only wait for two minutes, then he'll fuck off. <laughs> Get a move on. Would have been a great so episode of Dick Turpin. That. Yeah, so there we are. That, that's what you can all look forward to in the next uh, few months here at Top Flight Time Machine HQ, mm. and it is very much in HQ. And it's only going to get bigger. This is it. Um, shall we quickly look at the prediction league because it's the end of the yeah. weekend? Oh, I'd love to. Yes. Mm. Have you been working these out in your mind? As to I've what been doing a few weekend? calculations. I don't know well, exactly where I stand, but well, you don't know exactly. Well, I've had the worst weekend yet again yeah. of the three of us. Just three points for myself. Um, results bot managed to cobble together five points. Oh. Um, I mean, you both predicted one nil West Ham versus Arsenal. So yeah, you're both so that cancelled it that out. One. Yeah, that that's what's done it for you. Uh, so you three. Sam, you got six points this weekend. Oh my god, I've gone. Yes, top. it's true. You are now top of the top flight time machine prediction oh league. Oh god, this is amazing. Powerful, powerful. Yeah, and all those feelings that have plagued me so many times in my life before. Uh, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. they they're bubbling back to the top. Uh-oh. This has gone to my head. Uh-oh. Uh, you've told me not 10 seconds ago. 
Mm. And I'm really thinking uh, mad thoughts now that I'm going to yeah. start my own podcast. Fuck you and results yeah. bot. Yeah. Uh, the result. It's good. the podcast is going to be called Insights with Sam Delaney, where I offer. You have to pay to download it, and global I offer insights, global <laughs> insights, and I just give. I predict things um, not just yeah. in football, but in the business arena too. So market yeah. insights, effectively, and I also can do geopolitical forecasting about events in the Middle East. Well, exactly. You hark back to your nine eleven prediction. You can bring yes. that back into play again. There'll but be more literally. Turret, turret I'm going to advertise this in the Economist, in Time Magazine, mm-hmm. in Newsweek, the sort of thing that Time's big hitters review. read. Yeah, the big hitters, and I will get big captains of industry and government departments all over the world to subscribe for big bucks because i have proved that total predicting mm. uh, my method which i announced back in november uh, works it just simply yeah. works yeah. and it's now available for hire so as i say you're one point clear at the top um yeah and it's, it's I'm, triggered I'm, this Google, I'm buying a rolex watch because people don't take you seriously i mean i've been wearing this casio for years and i think that yeah. now that i'm top i need a, a real big fuck off watch like a real fat watch a real pricks watch do you know what i mean yeah yeah. sort of watch you walk into a bar you hold your hand up to catch the attention of the barman Uh, and everyone sees this big watch and they think what a fucking prick i bet his penis is tiny that's the kind of watch i want and you're probably not feeling any need for viagra as well either at this point in time i'm fully erect Again, another benefit of us not being in the same room together right now. I I actually have been ever since I left the London Stadium (laughs) yesterday afternoon, which was awkward on the train on the way home. Yeah, but I I bumped into various people. No, there was erections everywhere. I bet bet there's been a a steady trade in Declan Rice pornography since yesterday lunchtime, has there? Oh, yeah, especially as Declan Rice... Not only did he score the winner, he then, just as you thought you couldn't be more excited... He posted a video of himself in a pub with a load of West Ham fans last night after the game, celebrating. Proper. Yeah. Good and lad. that is, just as you're thinking, this couldn't get any better, your new hero, a man who is following in the footsteps of the likes of Bobby Moore and Rio Ferdinand as one of the real greats from the academy, yeah. is down the boozer, having, a, having what is known as a knees-up, Andy. A cockney knees-up. He was having a cockney knees up. Was Dave from Chas and Dave there playing along? No, he's a Spurs fan. He wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it would have been someone's nan. Um, Someone was playing the spoons in the background. Mrs. Mills. Do you remember Mrs. Mills? Yeah. The the lady pianist from the 60s. Sheila been there probably. She was there, yeah. Good stuff. Um, There's not really much going on in football this weekend. Spurs lost at home. We just mentioned Spurs We just saw that, yeah. Manchester United beat them, but basically it was David De Gea that kept them in it. Did you watch uh, the uh, the coverage just after the game, just before we started recording this? They'd been going on about... It was a, a wonderful goal by Manchester United, although everyone's yeah. talking about David De Gea. It was an amazing goal because the mm. pass from Pogba was exquisite. And Rashford, who I've always been... Since he first burst onto the scene, I was never fully convinced because he didn't seem to hold one particular position and he blew hot and cold but in the mm. last couple of weeks since Solskjaer came in I've started to think maybe he is potentially a brilliant player and the way he took that pass and scored was great anyway that's boring football stuff what I want yeah. to talk about is they're all chatting about it Robbie Keane Robbie Keane's just talking like it just <laughs> you can't make a, a, 
any sense of what the bloody hell he's saying. He's just there. And he's just going on. He's going on and on and on. He's going, I've, got, I've got some goats for sale if you want them now, Dave Jones. <laughs> and uh, Sooness is furious about something or other, of course, yeah, as usual. Stuff. And then suddenly they go, oh, uh, Paul Pogba is now with Jamie Redknapp. And they cut to Paul Pogba. The, the Paul fucker's just come off the pitch. And Jamie Redknapp is stood there with one of those ludicrous screens and a controller and all graphics yeah. on the screen. And he's showing him the pass that he made to mm. for the goal. And he's playing it, then he's rewinding it, then he's playing it in slow motion and fiddling about. Pogba stood there looking like, how old is Pogba? He's probably about like 23 or something. He stood there with all this, you know, who knows what's racing through his mind after a game like that. Adrenaline. The adrenaline's still pumping. Just adrenaline. He's just come off pitch. And yeah. Redknapp's like, what did you think of this? Tell us what happened. What was it like? What were you thinking? Why did you make yeah. the pass like that? Why was it so good? Yeah. Why was the finish so good? Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. And I, I thought, did say well, that. leave him alone, fuck's sake. But then I thought, hmm, immediate reviews of your own work. Interesting. So what I want to ask the cunters, our loyal listeners, because as I've already intimated, we are expanding the franchise this year significantly. <laughs> yeah. Would you be interested in Andy and I doing a listen back to this podcast, uh, which we record probably like later tonight in the middle of the night or tomorrow morning. We will listen back to our own podcast and both comment like director's cut style on the podcast. Once the adrenaline has subsided, the adrenaline that's currently coursing through our veins, once that's subsided... Big brother's little brother. um, The apprentice, you're fired... Mm-hmm. Great British Bake Off, Bake Off, bonus Bake Off. Mm-hmm. They've all extra got extra layer, extra layer. They've all got they got they got loads, haven't they? Every show's got a, its own spin-off show. Yeah, what um, we could do, a slight slight alternative to that idea, we could get these people that are submitting things for us to read out that we don't read because they're shit. They could do <laughs> their own podcasts, submit them, and we'll review their podcasts. Oh, we review podcasts live. Submitted by failed top flight time machine content submitters. The Cunters cast. Cunters cast, that's what we'll call it. Subcunters. Oh, so they're not even, these are people who you wouldn't even allow to be Cunters. No, they're subcunters, exactly. Mm. Yeah. The lower level. Non lean Cunters. If you you qualify as an actual Cunter, we can send you a badge if you want it, but we'll want paying. Because we'd actually, I'd, I'd have to get my wife to make it on the badge machine. Yeah. Um, I will sell them badges for what do you think is fair? Five pounds, and Plus it just postage. says, and it says, "I am a cunt" on it, <laughs> <laughs> or "I am a yeah. cunter." But yeah. if you want cunter, you got to pay seven pounds because it's two extra letters. Extra letters, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Right. But get in touch, uh, you if you via the usual avenues if you're interested in that offer. Yeah, we're just. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Um, that's enough about football, I think. Don't know about you, Sam. Yeah, but, um, that. I'm going to read out some bullshits that we've had submitted over the last few days. This is one from Adam Cousins. He says, my mate Jim... Mm came out with a classic bullshit that he refuses to admit is nonsense. Many years ago, while living in Scotland, he went away for a while after the police found him distributing iron filings, he says, for financial yeah. reward. I think we all know what we're talking about there. We know what he he's says, all about, um, yeah. Whilst away, his cat got so depressed by his absence, probably thinking he'd gone away forever, that he decided mm. to end it all by jumping out of a window of a flat high enough to kill him. So the cat has committed suicide in this story. <laughs> The cat um, committed suicide because his coke dealer owner got nicked. Got got jailed and banged Th- up, yeah. This he is says, really I'm sure sad. How, I'm not sure how existentially aware your everyday moggy is, but I'm pretty sure they don't run around topping themselves. So that's a lot quite of cats, a lot of cats do just drop dead when their owners die, but it's not usually suicide. It's just like not, they've got an off yeah. button that they can activate mentally. Yeah, they do. Um Another animal-related one, slightly less yeah. grim, from Dancy Francie on Twitter. She says, We took our cat to the vet around Easter last year, and the vet told us earlier that a spaniel had been in and got his stomach pumped after eating a tray of Cadbury's cream eggs. Mm. Halfway through the stomach pumping, the owner's boyfriend came in to admit he'd eaten all the cream eggs and blamed yeah. the dog. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wonderful. So that's a Absolutely brilliant. A bullshit yeah. confession in when action. When bullshit backfires, that is. Yeah, definitely. Have you got uh, any you got, want to read out not, I've not got a bullshit, but um, someone called uh, Quinadine Quidden. Quinadine Quidane. Quinadine uh, Quidan. As in the Quinadine Quidan. Oh, yeah, I see. Says, <laughs> I don't know where this fits in on the stories <laughs> of old that you tell, but right. one of our mates has a thing where he can only climax <laughs> on his knees. Well, actually, it's got to be on his knees. It's got to be he on his knees. He, he doesn't actually... Oh, well, not all over his knees. knees. <laughs> I don't mean him like onto his knees. I think yeah, he has okay. to be on his knees. Just check um, Side note, he even has a sock for lonely time with his own face on. What? I don't so see how the second thing is related to Jesus the first in- thing. He seems to... And then he sent a photo of the socks. Uh, I don't know what to oh. make of that. And what I really don't know is, on. I don't know how this has come up in conversation amongst friends. I mean, I'm not shy about confessing things to my mates when it feels appropriate, but if I had an issue yeah. whereby I could only climb on my knees, I can't imagine why I'd tell, why I'd be on about no, it to people. You'd have to be incredibly drunk in order to share that with anyone. That would be my own business, and nobody yeah, else's. Much, very much. You certainly wouldn't talk about it in a podcast, but that's no. what's happened here. That's what's happened here. Is it a bit of bullshit from Adam Murphy? Uh, he says, A serial bullshitter I used to work with took his missus to Southend for the day, and apparently whilst walking along the seafront, a guy jumped out and tried to steal her handbag. He fought mm. him off at one point, punching the thief so hard, he says, yeah. the cunt got down syndrome. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Adam good says, I only realised he was serious when I burst out laughing and he met me with a glare. And worried that I might get a chromosome punched out of my own head, I quickly stopped laughing and nodded along with the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I punched him so hard, the cunt got down the syndrome. The cunt got down syndrome. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Uh, different times, of course. Yeah, D- yeah. Different times, different times. Yeah. Um, we just say that really. whenever we whenever we read anything out that's slightly dubious, we'll just say yeah, different, different times, times, different, different times. times. Mm. You can also get badges from us, which also you have to pay for that say different times different on times. them, and it's handy to wear that in case you find yourself out and about, and you might be <laughs> yeah. in the company, for instance, of some millennials. And yeah. you know that can be a real minefield. You don't know it's what you might say at, at any moment. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. At any moment, you could say something. Then it. Back- I mean, only the other day, my brother and I were um, in a work meeting, and a guy was there, and we were chatting to him, and he, he was a, he was a nice guy. We got on very well with him. But after he left, <clears throat> I can't remember how it came up, but we said to our female colleague, who's a millennial, mm. that uh, we thought the gay the man the gay the man was probably gay. Right. And it was because we'd been having a conversation about a particular TV show and we'd been talking who our favourite ones were, but in the context of who we found most attractive on yeah. a TV on an old TV show. Yeah. And when we asked him, he said a male character rather than Ooh. a female character. Yeah. And so after he left, we said, oh, that, that was, yeah, that was surprised by that. I didn't, I didn't know he was gay, but I suppose, yeah, he, he did seem a bit gay. And she went like, what? What are you? How, what do you mean? How can you say that? Mm. And we said, "Well, we're saying that <laughs> he seemed to suggest that he found the, a male character on a TV show attract the most attractive one." Yeah, that led us to believe that he was homosexual, mm. and and also, wrongly or rightly, we had identified some characteristics which we had thought might be indicative of him being gay although that is probably wrong and stereotypical stereotypical exactly but the main thing we were basing it on is the fact that he said he fancied a bloke so we said he must be gay and she had the right hump about it so that's just one example of where you can be out and about going about your business Mm. as a normal stray man like you or i or the many other stray men listening and, and you're many, just trying yeah. you're trying to live your life and be a stray man as best you can and <laughs> next thing you know you said something seemingly innocuous and the, the people are cross with you well that's when you need to be wearing one of our badges that just say different times. different times because as soon as they start having a go at you for saying something like down syndrome or i think he's gay you just mm. show you point to the badge different times different mate times. and they go all right fair enough yeah I mean, it's not it's not not carte blanche for you to say anything about anybody, but it gives you a bit no, of an out, doesn't it? No, of course it? not. You know. I mean, you know, we should all endeavour at all times to not be prejudiced or hurtful mm. or triggery in any way. But what I'm saying is men like us can sometimes make unintentional errors. Yeah. It's... It, it, having grown up in different times is mm. in itself a kind of an emotional, let's say, disability. I think it is. So they should feel bad for us. Yeah. In a way, it, we're mentally disabled. Yeah. And morally, to a lesser, well, to some very extent, very much so. Yeah. Um, uh, because we are like everyone, really, the product of our environment. 
that's all and we are. That, we, yeah, we just and go so around being the best we can. If the snowflakes are listening, just remember, I don't regard you as a snowflake. No, uh, I think that's a hateful Piers Morgan term. Um, I think that you're trying to change the world for the better, and I apologise if I am not playing enough of a role in that. But I am mentally disabled. But we're trying to be better we're trying. people. We're trying. We're just and not. It, it's taken a while to get there. And in the meantime, we've got our different times badges, which is like yeah. having one of those blue disabled stickers in your car. The other thing is, I think, but I'm not sure that if you have a diff- t- top flight time machine different times badge, you can park wherever the fuck you want in most major UK cities, which oh, is another thing that makes it worth the money. Definitely, and as well, also if if you do encounter one of these millennials and have a different times type encounter but you feel as though you're absolutely in the right and mm. they're in the wrong you can yeah. then get at one of the i'm a cunt badges and give them mm. give it to them and so there you what, are I, they can't have an i'm a cunt badge can not they, unless can they're they, one of our can listeners can they not can they not just be given a badge and no wear it. i don't think that's it no they'd think it was horrible yeah and they'd be right I, that's the one thing about millennials they're almost always right yeah completely and people Um, should remember that they're just right because they're working harder than we ever did to make a difference i think there was a generation in the 60s our parents generation yeah worked hard to make a difference then you've got this generation the millennials they're making they're working so hard to make a difference they're trying to take huge leaps in the way that we behave towards each other and they're setting the goal super high in the knowledge that even if they don't quite hit it, they will yeah. still make a lot of progress. In between those two generations, Andy, there was our generation. And what mm. did we do? Fuck all. Well, we were Fuck Thatcher's children. All. We were Thatcher's children, weren't we? We just went around with taking drugs. I was, I was taking and drugs. mobile phones and drinking hooch. I was and, drinking um, hooch. I was doing the iron filings. cars. I was smoking the weed. It was almost exactly like, if you imagine American Psycho, but with train spotting. That was what it was like for all of us, wasn't it? Yeah, and if anything, we've been let down by the by the environment we grew up in. It's not our fault. Yeah, but we made no positive contribution to the onward march of civilization. The, the, the good thing is that our generation is now raising the generation that will follow on from the millennials. I think mm. my daughter refers to herself as Gen Z. Does she? Yeah, Generation Z or Z, whatever you want well, to say. It. I mean, I don't know about your daughter, but mine's like turbo politically correct. Yeah. I mean, she. Yeah. I'm shitting myself that she's next door. She's going to hear any of this. I mean, yeah. like, I just have to yawn in the morning and she says that's racist. Well, exactly. And, and, I, and then I go, no, it's not. And then five minutes later, she's talked me round to her point of view. And I'm mm. like, oh, fuck, maybe it is. Changing all your behaviour. I mm. mean, you, you, you look at the millennials now, if you think these are a, 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 an oppressive group of people wait you see the next lot that we're oh, no, they're, they're worse hell. they're worse trust me because uh, yeah andy and i are both living with members of this generation and it's not fucking easy fucking they don't isn't. they don't miss a trick i mean that she does not miss an opportunity to point out that i am a bit of a cunt yeah uh, throughout every day and she always turns out to be right it it's was so much perceptive. easier it was so much easier when you were just like surrounded by other cunts who didn't mm. notice because some of them were even bigger cunts than you. Because you just all be cutting about together. But now yeah, you've got judge and jury. Sort of, it was normalised. Yeah. Normalised cuntery. Not no more. Fucking once. 
Do you remember in the last episode, I think it might have been the last episode, where we uh, we talked about the man who'd been accused of opening a Japanese restaurant in his house? Yes. In, I think it was in Norfolk. There's this been is, a, a development. I've noticed, since you unearthed this story, I've noticed it's been getting national coverage. <laughs> Has it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the background was that it was a fella who's got a house and he put a big sign above the front door which said Orlando's. And then there was a couple of telephone numbers, uh, a website address for Sakura which was the name of the Japanese restaurant he was accused of opening. But, of course, he said, it's not a Japanese restaurant. I just like having the sign. I used to own a Japanese restaurant. Not anymore. I've just got the sign above my house. Yeah, like some people have names for their houses because it's quite yeah, posh, isn't it? Like yeah. Myrtle Cottage or the yeah. Pinings or something like that. Yeah, and he, I think he was just trying to remember the times when he did own a Japanese restaurant, even though a neighbour was invited along to the launch party of the Japanese restaurant in his house, which isn't mm. actually a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> but that that's that's not really relevant. I mean, the headline on the original story that we had on Friday was, I haven't turned my house into a Japanese restaurant, Norwich Man claims. The latest headline <laughs> I'm looking at from yesterday is, Council finds bar and seating for 24 people on visit to disputed Japanese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Which it seems the story has moved along a little bit. Uh, there this, are twi- this, this is one of the biggest fucking <laughs> things in this country since um, <laughs> that. What's his name? That gorilla escaped from London Zoo and drank all the Ribena. Yeah, it's bigger, I think. It's bigger. <sighs> Uh, Orlando Williams has categorically denied he's running a restaurant despite having an illuminated sign, a Facebook page, and even an advertisement on TripAdvisor. It's interesting. <laughs> what, what the authorities have got to work out is when is a restaurant not a restaurant? What's, because yeah, exactly. I could have a sign up outside my house. I've got seating for, well, I had 14 people here sat down at Christmas, so I've yeah. got at least seating for 14. And, despite the fact I don't drink, there's a cupboard above the fridge with loads of old dusty bottles of spirits in. So, yeah. is that a bar? Do you know what I mean? I've got food in the fridge. Yeah. I've got plates. I've got everything, really, that a you, restaurant you, needs. So, how long is it? How long is it? If this case, if this bloke does get done, how long is it before any of us people, you, me, and anyone else listening who is not a restaurateur, but who does own food, chairs, plates, and drinks, yeah. gets done by the restaurant police coming round demanding fucking business rates and all the rest of it. Probably, we'll probably start getting grassed up by the millennials. It'll be all of us. Even the millennials? Because they all get no. their stuff delivered, don't they, on mortbeds and yeah, stuff like they that. Won't, I know, yeah, they won't do it. But the likes of us, I mean, I'm getting, I've been thinking of getting a fucking neon sign hung up. Because mm. at Christmas, as we probably discussed, I have a huge amount of... Um, neon lights outside my house an obnoxious amount and now they've yeah. gone and i miss them so i've been thinking either delaney's or sam's joint massive <sighs> six yeah. foot letters in knit flashing neon hung out front sam's joint right yeah. uh but not because i'm a restaurant or a bar or a disco just because i want people to know this is where i live deal yeah. with it well are you going to invite them in to have food and then charge them for it well, that's a fucking restaurant who, who, who knows I don't know. I mean, anything can happen in life. <laughs> well, this is it. The 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 um. I'm not sure which committee it is. It's some. It's the planning committee because there's been an application to use it as a bed and breakfast. But the um, 
The committee was told, while there was evidence that the home has been marketed as a restaurant, the council was yet to discover the venue being physically used as one. So what he's got, he's got it set up as a restaurant and he's tantalising people with the idea of it being a restaurant, but as yet, he hasn't opened the door for business. One of the officers on the committee said... It is only, this is crucial, list, so listen, it is only once people turn up and use it as a restaurant mm. that we can safely say it is one. And <laughs> thus far, we have seen no evidence that anyone has Ooh. used it. So they're watching it really closely. It's a pretend restaurant. Our, poli- our, um, our uh, police force, we continue to are underfunded and overstretched. And yet at the mm. moment, Norfolk Police have got a fucking one of those vans that you see in films with all surveillance stuff inside yeah. of it. Watching and listening to this bloke's house at all times to spot yeah. someone what fucking eating. If someone sits down and starts eating, <laughs> does that make it a restaurant? Could just be someone having their fucking tea. Depends who it is. Is it Again. one of his mates? Is it his family or is it some stranger that's so say the police suddenly all the police have fucking smashed through, jumped through the window, come through the ceiling like in Minority Report with Tom Cruise, mm. and they're going, "There's a fucking restaurant. It's a raid. You're yeah. a restaurant." And they and the bloke goes, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm just having a bit of dinner. What are you eating? Sushi. <laughs> That's not fucking dinner Tuesday. food. That's not dinner food. That's restaurant food. You lying cunt. <laughs> well, maybe round your house. What do you have on a Tuesday? Fucking bird's eye potato waffles and sausages. Is it? Don't cheat me, Sonny. Oh well, look. All I'm saying is this is pretty standard fare. Well, hang on a minute. Who are you anyway? You don't live here. Yeah, I'm his mate. Prove it. How can you prove it? <laughs> like, uh, we yeah, Question them. Question old them about photos. their lives. Uh, I want to see old photos of you together. Yeah. Where, how far back? Back to the 80s. Fuck off. I didn't know him then. Well, you're not mates. Oh, so I'm only yeah. mates with people who I've known for fucking 30 years 30 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck fucking you. Hell. This is completely arbitrary by the Norfolk police. What yeah. does and doesn't constitute a restaurant or a mate. Or an appropriate Tuesday night dinner. We need to get over there and do a special episode live mm. from inside that house. Where TF we Time Machine investigates. But it's not a restaurant. We're just going around there as mates. We need yeah. to get in touch with them on Facebook. And because you can become mate like that. You can become mates like that. Yeah, it's like you when you just, meet someone and you just feel like you've known you, them forever. Clicks, like that. Click. Yeah. yeah. And I've got people who I've been closer to after just one hour's chatting on the exactly. train. Than yeah. people who I've bloody known since my school days. You just connect, don't you? It you automatically. Just and spiritually. And, and, spiritually. And, and you find yourself going off for a meal, and it doesn't even feel like you're having a meal in the restaurant. It just feels like you're just, just chilling out together and just having something to eat. It might be sushi, it might not be. The other night, I was uh, talking to my mate Dan about, well, there was a group of us, and we were saying, what's, what's the. What? He's just had a kid, so he's doing a lot of falling asleep on the train. Of course. Yeah. When, you, when you first have a kid, whenever you're out, uh, mm. away from the kid you just fall asleep and so we're all recounting stories oh what's the worst you've fallen asleep on a train you know the furthest you found yourself from home and my story is like shit really I was just like oh yeah it was after I had my second kid and it was my first night out I had a couple of drinks and I was on the train and I woke up and I was in fucking Feltham no battery in my phone no money Jesus no no Uber nothing like that I had to walk around find an old fashioned minicab company get them to drive me home, then bang on the door, get my wife up to pay them. Not a bad story, right? Not a bad story. Different times. My mate Dan said that when he was younger, after a West Ham game, he'd got paralytic in East London. But at the time, for various reasons, I think he was a student, he lived down in Winchester, which is down in 
I don't know, fucking Hampshire or something miles away. So he's um he got a train heading down there and he fell asleep and ended up in completely the wrong place. Uh, woke up, he said he didn't even own a mobile phone. It was that long ago. It was in the 90s and he had no cash. So he just stayed on the train because it got to the last stop, waited for a couple of hours and it went back again to Waterloo. Yeah. He got to Waterloo and he thought, ah, now I wonder how I'm going to get home from here. And he went round and he said, it's so amazing how quickly you can find yourself going from being a sort of reasonably respectable human to being a beggar. He said, because I was pissed, <laughs> scruffy. I had food all down me because I'd just been out on the piss all day. And I was walking around Waterloo begging for money to either make a phone <laughs> call or possibly get a train. And he couldn't get any. And he went up to some bloke who was... Um, had army fatigues on he was he was yeah. he seemed to be a soldier and so dan sort of thought to himself ah he's a soldier i mean you gotta trust a soldier right he thought wrongly he sat down he, he got talking to him about football they bonded a bit like you say a bit of a connection this is about three in the morning i don't know what the bloke was doing hanging around waterloo station dan went mate i've got to ask you I've, i'm miles from home I've got no dough, nothing. I just need enough money to just, like, literally call home. Have you got any money you can lend me? And the soldier said, no, I haven't. And then he shifted closer to him. He goes, but I've got a nice bottle of wine at home if you fancy coming back with me. (laughs) 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 And Dan went, "Uh, no, thank you. And he got out and just walked to the other side of the station and went to sleep on a bench. Because it was bench, a better alternative. A bench out of view. Then he woke up in the morning, bunked the train, got yeah. thrown off the train, and then eventually yeah. got someone to called someone reverse charges, got him to drive two hours. But it was a so, lucky escape. But we, what I'm talking about is that is a case of an instant bonding. Mm. Him and that soldier bonded. He thought things were going well. He asked mm. him for fucking 20p for the phone. Next thing he knows, he's got his arm around him, asking him up home to his... Fucking God knows where this bloke lived. For a Japanese restaurant bumming. <laughs> well, precisely. Well, I've got a lovely bit of sushi and some sake at home in my bumming restaurant. It's not a restaurant. It's tied together many strands from this podcast, that story, because what we've got there is someone who's been forced into becoming a stray man overnight <laughs> because he has wrongly or, or correctly identified someone as a homosexual who might not be. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So there Different we are. times. Different times. Different times. Once again. And I think we should leave it at that. And we'll be yeah. back in a couple of days with some more Kevin Keegan Odyssey. And oh, then yeah. back again on Friday with another, well, an update from stray men and, and possible homosexuals everywhere while we try and pick out <laughs> some more badges. It's been a joy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, uh, keep your eyes open. And remember, stay cunty. Stay cunty. Bye-bye. <laughs>infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.